Welcome to the wrestling podcast that's not just for wrestling fans. This is Smark and Friends on the Two Finger Guns Club Network. My name is Zach and I'll be your host. If you wanted to pour yourself a nice beverage for this episode, you won't be drinking alone as I'm welcoming the team behind Isolation Cocktails, Matt Lacan and Rosie Callahan. Matt and Rosie are actors working out of Toronto and over the past few months have put together a new web show where you are walked through some very tasty drink recipes. We're talking more about the show and how it came to be before I take them on a wrestling watch along and of course you yourself are invited to watch along with us as well. We're going to pop to commercial, and while my good friend Rocketman tells you all about his podcast, you can head over to YouTube and get ready to cue the very same match we're going to watch. Be back in a tick. Hey there, ladies and gentlemen, and everything in between, and welcome to the commercial. This is your friendly neighborhood Rocketman, extorting you, if you have the time, and you find yourself in need of something to do, to please come back and visit me for Rocketman Explorer Season 1. Or, if you just have a modicum of time, you can always go and follow us at Instagram and Twitter at RocketmanTFGC. Just stay tuned for more Rocketman Explores action, because I will be back. Now back to your regularly scheduled and much better programming of Smark and Friends. Enjoy! And we're back. Joining me from Toronto via Zoom, the team behind Isolation Cocktails, Matt Lika and Rosie Callahan. Welcome to Smark and Friends. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. Yeah, how how are things in Toronto these days? Good, good. Yeah, no, it's, it's it's people are out and about and being safe and wearing masks, which is good. And yeah, you know, Toronto's a for for the hub that it is. I mean, we're still rocking. You know, probably close to the more most cases of COVID in the country with 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 Montreal, right, right, kind of with us in there. But yep. like we said, for for most things, Toronto's doing pretty okay for itself. Good, good. Um, so, Isolation Cocktails, please tell us a little bit about this show. Uh, yeah, sure. So, <laughs> Isolation Cocktails started during uh, kind of the, like, when the pandemic really hit the arts hard, and mm-hmm. all of us artists either lost our jobs or, uh, you know, we're kind of uh, left in no man's land a little bit. And uh, so, Rose and I both lost our jobs and our contracts, and we were sitting at home watching everybody panic and getting onto social media to do yoga classes to do um i mean yoga classes the one that jumps out but yoga people were baking uh, everyone was doing like some kind something creative to engage with others uh and we uh, we wanted to do something like that uh but between us and we're like uh you know like or people so many people are doing yoga so many people are doing this what's missing and i thought drinking so <laughs> for 30 days straight on my instagram rosie and i did a 15 minute Instagram show teaching people, like teaching our friends really how to make a cocktail, maybe one, maybe two, uh, just so that we can continue drinking with each other. Uh, And uh, a couple months passed doing it every night. So we did it for 30 days straight and then like one, two, three times a week. And it kind of peddled off because we were getting picked up by US companies that were interested in, because a lot of the companies in the US were shifting their paradigm from going from live events out into the world to uh, live over Zoom. And they were trying to find talent to bring something, bring, bring like, what, what can you do? And drinking is always popular. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so we started getting bought out by some companies and now we do it every Saturday night uh, on our own. Uh, we do it with a membership that we kind of garnered through the different companies that we've worked with. We've kind of picked, not chosen, but we've, kind of piggybacked on those companies and grabbed people from those uh, Zoom uh, classes to make our own membership. And now we do it with the hashtag cocktail fam, 
is what we call them. And uh, they, they come every Saturday, I would say roughly 30 to 40 a uh, night and uh, rather on every Saturday. And yeah, we make, we make uh, four cocktails in an hour, uh, all according to the theme of the night. So example, uh, we're, we're recording this on a Sunday. So on Saturday last night, we did uh, Drink Like the Stars, where yeah. we chose four celebrities' favorite cocktails and um, basically made them and then had the cocktail fam guess who they were. Uh, <laughs> and we, we try and engage different. So right now, Rosie and I are drinking a, um, it's called the Blue Bullet, which is really just a bourbon blueberry basil sour. Uh, so, and it is Johnny Depp's favorite drink. Okay, very nice. And that's pretty cool that it kind of started in this route of like, as you say, like finding what's not being done by, uh, by other content creators, but also connecting with, uh, with people. Like I've revisited some of your earliest, early stuff and, uh, you know, I saw some familiar faces, uh, pop in as well. So is that trend of like connecting with friends, uh, like still like very apparent in the show? I mean, it is absolutely. It's, um, it's one of those things where the cocktail fam has become a close knit group of people. Uh, I don't use the word fam for just kind of throw it away. We really are family. They are connecting with each other across North America. There's like, we have people out in West Hollywood. We've got people in Philly, uh, you know, connecting, talking, sharing their photos of the drinks they're making. Yeah. Uh, but also like, you know, anyone from Toronto that's with us, like we get to engage with our friends on a different level then I think personally, a lot of friends, you know, like, like us right now sharing a drink, there's something to that. There is a nuance to sharing a drink with someone, which is yeah. different from a different type of hangout where we play soccer or whatever, or do yoga together or bake bread, for example. Uh, so yeah, so uh, connecting with friends, we still try and keep it, even though we try and do it professional. Example, last night on the show, I got real shit faced <laughs> and I uh, made a bit of a fool of myself, but everyone had a good time because we're friends and we're a family and that's okay to get shit faced. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Rosie, if I'm not mistaken, you have a hand in, uh, in like producing the show. Uh, is that correct? Yeah. So I'm just like the backstage. So Matt's on doing all the, you know, making of the cocktail and I'm pretty much behind. I, I do our one light. Um, <laughs> I make sure it looks real good. It's so good. Um, we have three cameras. Well, we have three Ooh. devices, two cameras. Um, so I make sure that those are, you know, being cameras. <laughs> um, and then also we have, um, uh, the way that we connect with, um, with the cocktail fam is that because if everyone were talking, it would be a bit, a bit of a cacophony. Mm -hmm. So we do it through the chat. So pretty much I also am manning that and making sure if anyone has questions, if anyone has anything to say, any comments last night, we had a lot of comments. So yeah, I'm, I'm the, I'm the mediator between that. So I, I, we like to say that I'm the uh, Andy, Andy Richter to his uh, Conan O'Brien. Oh my God. <laughs> I, need to admit, I, I, I always correct him on that. And so I, but then I was like, Oh my God, am I, is that the right one? Yes. That's the right one. Guillermo <laughs> to Jimmy Kimmel. Also that's, that's me. <laughs> oh, that's fun. That's fun. Yeah. I, I can't, I can't imagine you said like 30 to 40 guests per, per night. Yeah. Usually, so yeah. usually cause we are right now, I think our mailing, list is getting close to a hundred sure. um, so, and so depending on the theme of the night it depends on the popularity of who's going to tune in some people are religious some people will come no matter what the theme is last night we had people who were on their vacation within the u.s and they tuned in from their hotel room they went out bought the ingredients from whatever town they were visiting it was Asheville. it was oh, oh, Asheville, no. north carolina i was very drunk <laughs> i don't really remember but Asheville, <laughs> north carolina and they tuned in and not only tuned in but made the drinks and engaged 
and like that level of like um, um, dedication, uh, dedication right? is really impressive. Um, I'm, I'm, I've lost the train of what the question was because I was so involved. That's okay. We're all we're all enjoying a drink. Uh, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that that but we just yes, we usually do about thirty to forty depending on what people are doing and it's and like we said we're growing people are telling their friends and I I think at the beginning I was sort of like who I think we're a flaky generation us and so we we're hard at making uh, commitments to things but just to see people who they do this is this is a fun thing that we all get to do together and they will come every Saturday it means the world to us and kind of hopefully means that we're doing kind of a good job and we're having having fun doing it so yeah Awesome. And, and no, I just one last thing to just tack on to that really quickly is that um, uh, the fact that people, they're, 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 not only are they telling their friends and their family to come tune in, but like the Cocktail Fam has actively got us other contracts with other companies. Like the US and Canada, I feel it's like, yes, it's a flaky thing, but you've, Rosie's also mentioned to me in the past that like they love their cooking celebrities. Like, uh, uh, who was the person who went on Oprah? Rachel Ray. Rachel Ray, example. Like, you know, like cooks who, you know, will do uh, step, step-by-step follow-alongs on the Food Network or whatever. They love those people. They mm-hmm. will go out and buy the ingredients to follow along to someone like that. So we're tapping into something that I feel not only our generation doesn't really do, but I, as a Canadian, I don't know if that was something my parents did. Mm-hmm. But man, like our demographic, weirdly enough, even though it's, I thought our demographic was going to be young, it's like 40, 30, 35 plus, mm-hmm. which, which is always super impressive. Right on, right on. Um, now, do either of you have uh, experience within the wrestling fandom? Mm-hmm. going into what brings us here today. Absolutely. Um, so I don't. Um, my only real knowledge of wrestling is when I was rehearsing with the Montreal Shakespeare Theatre Company um, and the director, Aaron George, is obsessed with wrestling so he would bring it up a lot um and that's pretty much that's my that is my only experience <laughs> i was not expecting the montreal shakespeare company to be like the sequitur for, for a <laughs> right <laughs> but, I love it. I, but here we are <laughs> uh and for me i when i was growing up uh i i watched it because i can't, i don't know why i think it was just one of those things where it was like ooh, it's nine o'clock i should be in bed but wrestling's on and i'm gonna watch it like <laughs> wwe smackdown wwe raw or back in the day wwf yep. uh, and then i dropped off for a while mm-hmm. uh and then whether it be through because i also worked for the montreal shakespeare theater company and that got me more involved in it and i would say from what were the kind of big headlines i would say from when Batista was, uh, okay, hold on. Batista, I'm trying to like, think back now. Batista was introduced with next uh, with Randy Orton and- Evolution, uh, Triple H and Ric Flair. Yeah, so right yes. in that area is when I jumped back in and I probably left when Chris Bryant won his first title. Chris Bryant. Uh, no, Chris Bryant. Um, uh, yes, yes. Daniel yeah. Bryan, yeah, yeah. What's his name? Daniel Bryan. Wow. Okay. I was close. Uh, but <laughs> uh, yeah, so right around that area is when I kind of, I kind of left, okay. uh, you know, cause I think he had won mm, maybe it's like the world heavyweight, not heavyweight. He's no. looking at me like I'm going to give him an answer. <laughs> but like, it was a big deal. It was like a big deal for him to win. I remember it and I was Absolutely. like, cool. And then for whatever reason, I think it's probably because I moved to Toronto and the people I watched wrestling with, I, I didn't, I didn't connect with anyone here over that. Uh, but yeah, no. So I've got a little bit, I got a little bit of stuff. Okay. 
Okay, well, we're not going to be watching something from WWE today. We're going to be watching from their, uh, probably their biggest competitor right now, All Elite Wrestling. And uh, with that being said, let's, uh, let me set the tone. This match comes to us, as I said, from All Elite Wrestling. It is a tag team match between two teams of very similar athletic style. In one corner, we have a pair of storied wrestlers who have really worked for years on the independent wrestling scene, and they finally found their big break when AEW was founded. Uh, we're talking about Jack Evans and Angelico, the Hybrid 2. And their opponents are a pair of high flyers who uh, would be very welcoming of your cocktails, by the way. Uh, they're Mark Wen and Isaiah Cassidy, who's collectively known as Private Party. Um, yeah. And folks at home, uh, if you want to watch along with us, and I hope you do, please head over to YouTube and look up Private Party versus Angelico versus, uh, excuse me, Private Party versus Angelico and Jack Evans from AEW All Out. This is available on the Bleacher Report Live's official YouTube channel. Pause this podcast and come back to us. Are you ready? Good. We are going to click play on go. Three, two, one, go. All right. I'm just going to set my volume down a little more. Yeah, is that good for you? I, a little higher for me. That's no. good. Is that okay for us, volume-wise? Yeah, that's good. Oh, we have to watch it. I was going to change back to the Zoom thing. <laughs> Ooh, look at these guys. As I was saying, very much in your, uh, in your wheelhouse, wheelhouse, I think. Hey, I'm liking the outfits. I know they're going to probably end up stripping them away. <laughs> Private party. Is this their first, like, is this the fir their first pairing, like, for them? Uh, no, no, no. Like, uh, I mean, AEW, it's a, at the time of this airing, it's a very new company, only, like, about a month or so old. Um, and they've oh, been kind of, like, picking up steam on the scene, but, like, they're mostly known for, for independent wrestling at this time. So are they, are they doing more for their wrestlers as opposed to, because I heard maybe I'm, maybe this was actually not WWE, but that like the way that they're treating them as contract workers and not being able to support them like you know through medical crisis is this other one is just doing more for them yeah i mean like they're still very new and uh they've been publicizing that they have been doing better i i don't know if we can really take them at face value uh but i know what you mean about wwe because i haven't been able to like in good conscience support them for a very long time and a big part of it has been what how they uh they treat their quote unquote independent contractors, even that's though they can't. Crazy. That's it, right? Well, at least at the fact that they're acknowledging it and that's something that they're and coming out with is yeah. good, right? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, from what I can see, like they've got a great audience. Yeah. Like for an independent, I know they're still new at this point, but like people are excited for something different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. They uh, This company kind of like really got some money underneath them because uh, they're uh, like the executive producers they've had, had been working the independents for a very long while and they got in connection with um uh what's his name tony khan who whose father is like he owns a football team the florida panthers or or something okay and yeah so like it's a very well-funded uh, organization even though it's like very much in its infancy yeah but damn good it's like there hasn't really been anything of this this level of production value yeah you know, even when I was watching back in the day, like there was still ECW, yeah, which just felt like to me the like street version of WWE. It always felt like it had like the more dangerous matches, or at least the level of danger felt more. All right, this is impressive, by the way. Right on. Legitimately, um, I'm impressed by this show of physical strength. 
Uh, you'll have to forgive me. I kind of fell out of sync there. Are you guys around the 240 mark, 242? We are at so currently. Oh. We're 
Yeah, sure. Uh, heel uh, is uh, in, in like their stories. The bad guy. Ah, yes. the heel. Uh, and then I guess I'm assuming babyface means they're so new that they haven't been given storylines or haven't been given like motivations to be good or bad. Not quite. Uh, babyface. Uh, the faces are the the good guys. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know why where that comes from. I don't know why like. Uh, shoe vocabulary kind of uh, determines who the good guys and bad guys are in in professional wrestling, but th there it is. Man. Big drop kick by Mark Quinn. I definitely love how much flaunting they're both doing. Oh yeah, very uh, very flaunting people. But it's funny because like people, because like this is something that I mean I'm sure you've heard so so often that people go, oh you're into wrestling, you know that's not real, right? Oh, yeah, thanks MythBusters, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> but like I like the reason why I love these matches is because like it's you know they're performers, you know yeah. it's a performance and this yeah. is entertaining. Like it's entertaining. Exactly. Um you don't you you can believe as far as you want to. Um and like, you know what I mean? And I think stuff like this is go I, I if I was sitting in the crowd and I saw this for however long this matches, I'd be like, Cool, I got my money's worth. Thank you. Yeah. And then everything else is gravy. I mean, at the end of the day, it's all storytelling, just in a very different medium. You know, put them uh, put good versus evil in any kind of setting and you got you can make a story. Big draw kick right to the outside. You see him did a Russian. He did a Russian. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what makes it a Russian? When you jump, like in, in dance, you jump up and you split your legs out so far that you can touch your feet. Oh, okay. Um, which is very athletic and I can't do it. Uh, and, and Rosie can It takes a very talented person to be able to do it. He right on. <laughs> dance background? Sorry, Rosie, you have a dance background? Uh, no. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. We're, we're, I think I would safely say we're both musical theater people, but uh, dance isn't the strongest of the three. Yeah, we're, we're, we're strong movers. We're movers. We'll move all to the end of the day. <laughs> like we believe in our movement <laughs> abilities. Singing and dancing, no problem. Movement, move, dancing, move. Well, move. Uh, either way, Jack Evans has the seal of approval from musical theater. Uh, uh, That's it, exactly. <laughs> Jack oh, Evans goes for a jackknife cover, but gets a two count. I was about to say, their covers are like quite, you know, I don't want to be like autistic, but uh, no, they're creative. Yeah, very unique stuff in, uh, in high-flying matches. I've been finding the, like the high-flying stuff, it kind of appeals to, um, to newer fans. Like, like you were saying, like the flashier kind of stuff, it, uh, it brings people into the fandom a lot easier, I think. I think so. I think, well, it's, that's something a little bit uh, like palatable. Like you look at that and you're automatically impressed. You're like, oh yes, I would watch that, right? It's, um, yeah, easy to consume. Absolutely. No, I'm curious to know, cause like, cause like how, how old is this league now? Oh, uh, I mean, I think they're only coming up on their year anniversary in October, so. Right. And like, it's grown? Like, it's it's booming? Or is it more of a plateauing thing at this point? Well, I mean, like, it faced the challenge that everyone faced, right? You know, like, uh, I mean, they, they were really getting some good momentum under them before, you know, COVID kind of closed everything. Um, they're based in Florida, so there's they've been kind of playing fast and loose about what the rules have been regarding social distancing and public events and whatnot. Um, 
in their case, like they're running out of the same venue every week at uh, Daly's Place or Daly's Place, whatever it's called, but they're working at like 15% capacity. So like it's, they have, they have people in place, they have masks and everything, but like, it's not the same energy. Um, wow, holy shit, sorry. No, 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 by all means, yeah. Big Hurricane Ron over the top rope. Um, and creatively, people are like really invested in it. I know that the storylines have been uh, really well thought out. I haven't been watching. Uh, I'm not up to date myself, but yeah, like it's growing as much as one can in, uh, in the current climate. Oh, I hear that. Yeah. Jesus. This guy's been all over the place. Yeah. What would you call a move like that if you had to come up with a name for it? Both of you. Uh, I would say I would be the flapjack special. Oh, I like it. The lockjaw. Lockjaw. Yeah. I like it. That's a fun game. I like that game. <laughs> I'll try to find another opportunity to pop it up. Irish whip to the corner. Double team action. Ooh. Man. Oh, this is rude. This is rude. Here it comes. I feel like this tag team right now, the party goers, I feel like they're more, they have a couple of synergy. Yeah. Like, the team, I feel like they're really feeding off each other. Like, not just as wrestlers, like as performers. Like, I feel like they're, like, amping each other up. And, like, I don't know. Just, I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying them quite a bit. Like, that, unnecessary. But you know what? Why the hell not? <laughs> Um, I think you, uh, you've tuned into something. You're absolutely right. Cause like private party have been working together as a tag team for, I don't know how long at this point. Um, and Helico and, uh, and Jack Evans, while veterans themselves, they're both known more so as singles guys. And they became a tag team once AEW kind of sprung from the, uh, from the ether. Oh, fair enough. Do they have, I mean, maybe we'll see it, but like as a tag team, do they have special moves that are attributed to them and them alone? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, here's one. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> and um, I think you'll appreciate the name of uh, Private Party's finishing move. It's called the Gin and Juice. What? I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> Will we see it though? Who knows? No, I know. You know what I mean? Like anything can turn on a on a, on a dime. Man, the height. The height. This beautiful shooting star press by Mark Quinn. Also, the rhinestones are a nice touch. I feel like they're a cross between, like, like it's the amount of rhinestones makes me think like, um, uh, what are the Harlem Globetrotters, like those that like level of like panache and like whatever. Uh, and also because they're wearing, I feel like they're wearing like basketball shoes and like like it's just basketball kind of heavy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they definitely have that aesthetic. Mark, I, I never saw the Harlem Globetrotters uh, play basketball in a tailcoat. Excuse me, a tailcoat, though. <laughs> no, that's fair. Jesus. Spider German suplex from the top row by Jack Evans. Unbelievable. This crowd is way too quiet for the amount of like high flying that's going on in this match. Like they are being I mean, absolutely treated to some like human body carnage. <laughs> uh, in all fairness, like we both have the volume down for the sake of uh, of this recording. Uh, the crowd gets wild. The crowd's pretty wild. Jesus. Ooh, that's rude. Are they working with the same rule set as let's say? Oh, that was cool. <laughs> And Ellie Co just flipped Jack Evans into a f standing 450. 
Sorry, you were asking there. I was, I'm just curious to know if like, cause I know the ECW had like slightly different rule sets um, back in the day. Like, are they, are they walking with something slightly different or is it more just kind of run of the mill? Yeah, this is just like the uh, ECW had like no disqualification. So they were allowed to kind of like grab foreign objects, uh, hit people with them, whatever. Uh, no, this is just a standard fair tag team match. Uh, you know, if you use a chair, you're going to get disqualified. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, now on opposite corners. Oh no! Reversal. Ooh. Pele kick. Back body drop off the top rope. Oh! Poison Rana. Again! Again. Is that the gin and juice? Nope. This is the gin and juice. Oh! <laughs> One, two, and it's over. That was amazing. What a finisher. Yeah, it's pretty sick. It's up there with like the Dudley Boys and uh, like the iconic tag team finishing moves of the day. Yeah, no, that's like, it's just like it's impressive on a lot of different levels. Like not only do you have the athleticism at the end of a match to jump to the top rung, then like, you know, another four feet from where they're sitting, get their, get your legs on their neck and then also have the timing for your partner. Like that's very impressive. All in all, what'd you think of the match? I mean, I'm, I'm hyped. I'm like, I'm ready for another drink. I'm ready to watch more wrestling. Like, I think this is the first match of their kind of pay-per-view or their introductory to the night. Like, way to set the bar, way to get the crowd roaring, uh, blood pumping. Uh, yeah, no, I'm in. Like, I'm 100% in. Well, I le I've never seen a match, I guess. I'm watching and I was like, oh, no, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen that. It's, it's a, a lot. It's... It's like a, it's a show. It's a it show that you watch and they perform for you. I didn't realize that's what it was. I thought there'd be a lot more like, punch, I'm going to punch you in the face because I don't like you type of thing. Like, <laughs> but it's so much, it's like sling slang, swabam, you know? <laughs> sling slang, I can't even repeat it. That's amazing. I love it. Yeah. Uh, now that the matching is done, actually, I'm going to put you on the spot. You just watched Private Party versus Hybrid 2, and I'm going to challenge you right now to come up with a cocktail inspired by the match you just watched. I, I have one for the party. I, I have one for the blue guys. Private Party, like, yeah. Do you want to switch off to, the, to them? I'll be the green guys? If you want to. Okay. There we go. A showdown. Do you, do, you have, do you have an idea for either? I'll, I'll... I had the whole match. I was like, I'm just like. Oh, you're talking like you have a cocktail for the match itself, from what the match was. I well, I mean. If you want to go with that, go, I no, you go first. Because I can hit both. If you want to do one for the match. Yeah, do that. Okay. Ooh. So because they're they're the gin and juice, that's their finisher. It would definitely have to be a, be a gin-based cocktail. Uh, so I definitely think it would be like a blueberry because of their color, mm -hmm. uh, basil gin smash. Uh, which is a riff on your your regular gin smash. Uh, it's got you know lemon, it's got basil, it's got blueberries. Uh, it's very similar to what we're drinking tonight, except it would be made with gin, which uh, goes super well with herbaceous uh, flavors, uh, and it's uh, pretty potent. So I would do that. But uh, for what was it, Jack? Jack the, Evans. The hybrid two. Yeah. Um, because of their color scheme and because they lost, I want to give them, I don't want to give them like a loser cocktail. Uh, 
Um, but like, again, like commenting on like their high flying nature and like they're that little more new to the game. Uh, and like their green is like really hitting me really, really hard. I don't know, man. Uh, I had such a strong, like I knew exactly what I wanted for the, 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 the private party. Um, Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> it's like a vodka stinger. Like that, like just like, cause you know, they're like green. Yeah, no, that's, I think that's totally fine. Um, I wouldn't even go like fucking vodka uh, because it's, I think, I don't know if it might be called a wrestling move, but there's definitely a drink called a kamikaze. Um, and it might, that kind of comes to mind. So okay. I would probably do that with like, maybe just to like spice it up. I would throw in some like neon green fucking apple sour puss. Oh, into yeah, it yeah, to give it this like charged green look okay and also a bit of a pucker because they lost and that's what losers do they pucker. oh <laughs> and rosie you have one for the the entire match yeah i feel like i'm getting the the colors are the same and i'm a hurricane was what immediately came to me so i feel like this would be a blended drink it would be the like blue melon hurricane and it would be made like it would be like um, um, melon, li uh, melon liqueur and blue curacao in a slushy, and then it mixes so you can see the two that are like hitting each other. Oh, That's fun. the visual that came to me. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, Rosie, thank you so much for being part of the Smarket Friends podcast. Uh, before I let you go, please let the audience know where we can follow you on social media, where we can continue to watch Isolation Cocktails and, you know, the whole kit and caboodle. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can find us right now on Instagram at my own Instagram, which is uh, is underscore that underscore Matt Laca. You can also find lots of tidbits from Isolation Cocktail on Rosie's Instagram, which is Rosie Callal. Nope. Mm, no, um, no, do it. My Instagram is at Callahan.Rosie. Callahan with a silent G. Damn. Uh, almost got there, guys. I'm a good boyfriend. Uh, <laughs> and then you can also um, catch us on this wonderful new website started by artists, uh, created for artists called SideBiz, uh, SideBiz Studio. Catch us on there, SideBiz Studio slash Isolation Cocktails, uh, where you can find all of our classes ranging from free to what I like to call $3 signs, uh, and as well as all of our merch, like our hats, our coasters, and our stickers. Wonderful. Well, once again, thank you for, so much for being part of the show. Oh, thank you for thank having you us. Thank you so much. And cheers. 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 And if you made any of those cocktails, please tag Matt and Rosie as well as ourselves and let us know if it tastes like Private Party versus H2. Uh, phrasing, maybe? I don't know. Um, that was Matt and Rosie from Isolation Cocktails watching Tag Team Wrestling from All Elite Wrestling. Uh, funny enough, after 35 episodes of Smart and Friends, this was only the second time we watched a two-on-two -two tag team match. Uh, check out the first time we watched a tag team match when we caught Usos versus Brazongo, which we watched with Montreal actor Nir Gazinski in the episode Slowly Moving Away. Uh, if you liked what you hear, please head over to ratethispodcast.com slash Friends. Please leave us a kind word. Um, be sure to follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook at Smark and Friends. Thanks for watching Wrestling with Matt, Rosie, and I. We're back next week. Till then, friends. This has been a Two Finger Guns Club production. Pew, pew.